Good evening, and welcome to our Good Friday podcast. Our goal for this podcast is to help facilitate a time of worship for you that you can do in your home for Good Friday. And the service we'll be facilitating is modeled after a tenebrae service. Tenebrae is an old word with Latin roots that means shadows. It is a service that invites us to intentionally remember and reflect on Jesus's final hours before his crucifixion. Now, as we get started, you'll need eight candles that are lit on a table in front of you. Arrange them on the table any way that you'd like. Just make sure that there's a candle in the center of the table. That center candle will serve as the Christ candle. Now, throughout the service, you'll receive prompts to extinguish a candle. You can extinguish them in any order. Just make sure to extinguish the Christ candle last. If you don't have eight candles around your home, start with some of the lights in your home or in your room that are on and then turn them off when prompted to extinguish a candle. So whether it is candles or lights in a room or rooms, the goal is to have eight total stations or markers of light. Take a moment now to prepare your candles and or your lights, and then we'll get started. If you have eight candles, we recommend that the lighting in your room or house be dim. So the primary light that you see is the light from the candles. So as we enter into Jesus's story, let's begin with a word of prayer. Almighty God, we adore you and we bless your name because your son, Jesus Christ, you have redeemed the world. Look graciously upon us, your children, for whom our Lord Jesus was willing to be betrayed, given over to the hands of sinners and to suffer death upon the cross. As we remember together those events from so long ago, we ask that you would be present with us now and make our words, thoughts, and feelings to become humble acts of worship, for you are worthy of praise and thanksgiving. Amen. Introduction, Entering Jesus' World Ever since King David situated his palace on high ground in the interior of Palestine, and his son Solomon had built the temple there, Jerusalem had been a center of Jewish religion and culture. Even after the Romans conquered Palestine in 63 BC and established their provincial capital of Caesarea on the coast, Jerusalem remained central to Jewish life and faith. And this was especially true during the annual observance of Passover, when people from the countryside crowded into Jerusalem to worship, sacrifice, and remember God's deliverance of their ancestors from slavery in Egypt. So this theme of liberation could not have been more ironic and volatile 
than when Jesus was hailed as Messiah upon his entry into Roman-occupied Jerusalem around A.D. 30. With the city packed with pilgrims and high expectations of a new Jewish king crackling through the streets like sparks from a live wire, the Romans and their Jewish collaborators were on high alert. The Romans may have allowed the worship of many local gods, but they had no tolerance for rival kings. Within days, the ruling authorities had found opportunity and means to arrest Jesus and bring him to trial before the governor of the Roman province of Judea, Pontius Pilate. Station 1 from Matthew 27, 11-26 Jesus is condemned to death. Jesus stood before Pilate, the governor, and the governor asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Yes, it is as you say. When he was accused by the high priests and the elders, he gave no answer. Then Pilate asked him, Don't you hear how many things they are accusing you of? But Jesus made no reply, not even to a single charge, to the great amazement of the governor. Now it was the governor's custom at the festival to release a prisoner chosen by the crowd. At that time, they had a well-known prisoner whose name was Barabbas. So when the crowd had gathered, Pilate asked them, Which one do you want me to release to you, Barabbas or Jesus, who is called the Messiah? For he knew it was out of envy that they had handed Jesus over to him. While Pilate was sitting on the judge's seat, his wife sent him this message. Don't have anything to do with that innocent man, for I have suffered a great deal today in a dream because of him. But the chief priests and the elders persuaded the crowd to ask for Barabbas and to have Jesus executed. Which of the two do you want me to release to you? Barabbas. What shall I do then with Jesus, who is called Christ? Crucify him. But why? What crime has he committed? But they shouted all the louder, Crucify him! Crucify him! Crucify him! When Pilate saw that he was getting nowhere, but that instead an uproar was starting, he took water and washed his hands in front of the crowd. I am innocent of this man's blood. It is your responsibility. Then he released Barabbas to them, but he had Jesus flogged and he handed him over to be crucified. Extinguish Candle One Station Two from Matthew 27, 27 through 31. The soldiers mock Jesus. Then the governor's soldiers took Jesus into the praetorium and gathered the whole company of soldiers around him. They stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him and then wove a crown of thorns and set it on his head. 
They put a staff in his right hand and knelt in front of him and mocked him. Hail, King of the Jews! They spit on him and took the staff and struck him on the head again and again. After they had mocked him, they took off the robe and put his own clothes on him. Then they led him away to crucify him. Extinguish Candle 2 Station 3 from Luke chapter 23 verse 26 The cross is laid on Simon of Cyrene. As they led him away, they seized Simon from Cyrene, who was on the way in from the country, and put the cross on him and made him carry it behind Jesus. Extinguish Candle 3 Station 4 from Luke 23, 27 through 31. Jesus meets the women of Jerusalem. A large number of people followed him, including women who mourned and wailed for him. Jesus turned and said to them, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me. Weep for yourselves and for your children. For the time will come when you will say, Blessed are the barren women, the wombs that never bore and the breasts that never nursed. Then they will say to the mountains, Fall on us, and to the hills, cover us. For if men do these things when the tree is green, what will happen when it is dry? Extinguish Candle 4 Station 5 from John 19, 23-24 Jesus is stripped of his garments. When the soldiers had crucified Jesus, they took his clothes dividing them into four shares, one for each of them, with the undergarment remaining. This garment was seamless, woven in one piece from top to bottom. Let's not tear it. Let's decide by lot who will get it. This happened that the scripture might be fulfilled, which said, They divided my garments among them and cast lots for my clothing. Extinguish candle number five. Station six from Colossians one, nineteen through twenty two. Jesus on the cross. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile to himself all things whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior. But now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death 
to present you holy in his sight, without blemish and free from accusation. Extinguish Candle Six. Station Seven, from Matthew 27, 45 through 49. Jesus cries out and dies on the cross. From the sixth hour until the ninth hour, that is noon to 3 p.m., darkness came over all the land. About the ninth hour, Jesus cried in a loud voice. Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani. Which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of those standing there heard this, they said, Look, he's calling Elijah. Immediately, one of them ran and got a sponge. He filled it with wine vinegar, put it on a stick, and offered it to Jesus to drink. The rest said, Now leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah comes to save him. It was now about the sixth hour, and darkness came over the whole land until the ninth hour, for the sun stopped shining, and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. When he had said this, he breathed his last. The centurion, seeing what had happened, praised God and said, Surely this was a righteous man. When all the people who had gathered to witness the sight saw what took place, they beat their breasts and walked away. But all those who knew him, including the women who had followed him from Galilee, stood at a distance watching these things. Extinguish Candle 7 Station 8, from Luke 23, 50 through 56. Jesus is laid in the tomb. Now there was a man named Joseph, a member of the council, a good and upright man, who had not consented to their decision and action. He came from the Judean town of Arimathea, and he was waiting for the kingdom of God. Going to Pilate, he asked for Jesus' body. Then he took it down, wrapped it in a linen cloth, and placed it in a tomb cut in the rock, one in which no one had yet been laid. It was preparation day, and the Sabbath was about to begin. The women who had come with Jesus from Galilee followed Joseph and saw the tomb and how his body was laid in it. 
Then they went home and prepared spices and perfumes. Extinguish the final candle. Candle number eight, the Christ candle. And as you now find yourself surrounded with darkness, reflecting on the death of Jesus, let's pray this final prayer. Almighty and everlasting God, you willed that your son should bear for us the pains of the cross, that you might remove from us the power of the adversary. Help us to remember and give thanks for our Lord's passion that we may obtain forgiveness of sin and redemption to everlasting life. Hold us now in hope for Easter Sunday. Amen. <laughs>